I think our gross retention last year was 98%. It'll be lower this year. Revenue or logo so basis? Many, uh, revenue basis. Logo basis, pretty similar. I think we only lost one logo all of last year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Carson Conant. He is building a company called MediaFly. He's the CEO and founder of the company based in Chicago, really focused on sales enablement. Under Carson's leadership, the company has been recognized as an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company for five consecutive years, a best place to work by Inc. in 2018 and a best place to work by Crane's Chicago business. The software is currently leveraged by top Fortune 500 companies, including PepsiCo, Miller Coors, Disney, and Goldman Sachs. Carson, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, man. All right. Enterprise play here. It sounds like what's the company doing? Are you pure place ass? Pure place to ask. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. And enterprise. Um, although we, you know, we also, uh, you know, handle small business now that we've got this acquisition we just made. Um, so we can handle small teams and small business, which is something new since last time. What we was talked. the acquisition? So we acquired a company called iPresent, um, UK based company, UK and here, but it's a, it gives us a self-serve kind of a freemium model that, um, is pretty unique in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, why do the acquisition? I mean, wh- why deal with self-serve at all? So um, one of the biggest challenges with sales enablement is a lot of companies don't know the value. So they know they have to do this at some point, but it feels a lot like CRM. They're worried about the deployment, worried about the return, worried about, you know, usage. Um, so this just removes all that. So if you're five, you know, you, you can start with five users, even if you've got 10,000 long-term. Um, so it allows us to beat the competition. Companies like Showpad and Seismic, we can now come in and say, look, look don't spend 18 months looking at this thing. Roll it out to five people. It's going to be great. Then start adding more users. Do you compete with Showpad? We do. Yep. Interesting. And sorry, what was the second one? Seismic. Seismic. Interesting. Um, and so wait, so sorry, help me understand. How do you feel like this gives you an advantage over Showpad? So we can, we can go into companies and rather than going through a big enterprise purchase cycle where there's a lot of risk and a lot of, you know, there's people are worried about it, right? It's kind of like, you know, you go by, you know, um, you know, any, you know, Gmail for your, for your business, you know, the ability to start at a no cost model or a very, you know, very inexpensive model removes a lot of the risk. Cause you, you know, you, you start using it and you realize shit, this thing really works. Um, so, um, so we, we have a big campaign that's launching in the next, you know, the next 30 days specifically around essentially allowing companies to get easy access to sales enablement, whereas before it wasn't this easy. So as your ACV moved down last time we spoke, uh, what you were doing, I think about a hundred thousand dollar ACV was it was, was the average. Yeah, I think it'll probably be about half that is my guess. Um, Mainly, we're just adding customers so fast with this model. I still land and expand. So we still take those. I mean, some of our biggest accounts started at five users and are now, 
you know, a thousand users, right? So the model hasn't changed. The big thing is we're just adding customers faster. So, um, you know, they'll grow over the next, you know, 18, 24 months. But, um, but we can, you know, we can close new customers in less than 30 days now, whereas historically it took, you know, several months. So how many customers are you at right now? I think it's 260 customers right now. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you came on the show six months or three months ago and you're at 150. So, I mean, you've added about 110. Now, obviously some of those are maybe SMBs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. SMBs also just small teams within big companies. Right. So, um, you know, we've got accounts now that where there might be, you know, 15, 20 different divisions that are each contracting separately using this new model. So they don't have to run through a big procurement process. Um, you know, they can each buy it individually and because the models self-service, we can support it. Has most of that growth come from that acquisition? Most of the customer growth? Yeah. Probably about half the, well, let's see, probably about a third of that growth since the last time you and I talked was organic. The other two thirds came from this acquisition. Okay. So, so break down the acquisition for me, right? When, how did the, how the conversation started? They reach out to you, you reach out to them. Yeah. We talked to them about two years ago. Um, at the time, you know, we hadn't done an acquisition. We now, we, we now have, so we, you know, we didn't have that muscle. Um, and, um, you know, we hadn't figured out some of our own stuff. So, you know, we kept in touch. Um, they were in a place where I just, you know, I talked to them and convinced them to, to merge themselves into Mediafly. So, um, um, and, um, you know, they're similar culture, very similar technical, you know, competencies. Um, it gives us a great uh, headquarters in the UK now too. Um, so, you know, international is a big piece of our business. And, um, so the combination of all those things just made it a natural, natural fit for both of us. You were very good at using debt. I want to dive into that. How much cash did you actually have to put up for the iPresent deal or did you get away with nothing? Yeah, no, we did end up putting some cash up. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say what it was, but, it, um, this was, it did include cash, um, as well as debt on our side. Um, but it was, um, um, this was different than our previous acquisition and that there were some outside shareholders that we needed to buy out versus a, you know, a true acquire where everything just rolls in. Um, and, uh, you know, we're looking at a couple more similar to this model. Yeah. Now, you, I mean, just to just to be clear. So if for someone else that's trying to buy companies, they've been in your shoes, they have cash in the balance sheet, they want to buy companies, they also want to use debt. How levered can you get up? So let me let me role play here for a second. Let's say there's a company doing five million bucks in AR that you want to go buy. Right. And let's say the price is ten million dollars. Right. There obviously you can do stock, earn out cash up front, blah, blah, blah. Let's say the cash, it's all cash up front, ten million using CIBC or any other banking partner, how much you can lever up, how much equity do you actually have to put in, you think? So the combination of, of, you know, CIBC and then other folks, I think we, we can get to about one times ARR if we wanted to. Um, I don't know if we get the full credit from the acquisition with, until a couple quarters. So there's probably a discount there. And I think the model we've been looking at is kind of a, a one third, one third, one third, where it's maybe a one third in cash up front, one third in stock. Um, and, um, and then one third in, in, um, in kind of earn out notes. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Well, if, so if you do one third in cash though, right, let's say the deal size is a 10 million, one third is cash. That's 3 million, but you're able to raise personally in debt one X your current media fly company, ARR. Again, you could get away by using only debt doing this deal. Correct. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, what's the team size today? How many people? So we're now, we just, we added 22, kept everybody. Um, so I think we're 120 now, I want to say. Yeah, you were uh, 85 four months ago. I mean, so that's a lot of growth. Have you yeah. raised additional capital to do this or still 28 million in equity? We raised, um, I think we raised, a well, kind of the beginning of our Series C here. So we raised some additional convertible stuff that'll convert in. Um, so um, I want to say it's probably about, that's a good question, what it is. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed, to, I'm allowed to mention it. But but we did start raising essentially convertible notes that will lead into our Series C that'll come out um, 
you know, originally we were going to do that right about now, but this acquisition, we decided to, you know, give ourselves kind of two quarters after this acquisition to let it bake and kind of impact our valuation. And so we'll, we think we'll close this, our series C somewhere end of this calendar year, um, first couple months of the next, of next and, and what is that looking like a 10 million, 20 million, 30 million kind of round? What do you think the size will be? Yeah. So we were, it's anywhere between call it 30 and 50 million, depending on how much, um, how much, um, kind of refinancing we do and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, and also depending on how much inorganic we want to do. So, you know, there's kind of two, two groups of companies that are interested in us. Some that are saying, look, you know, let's, let's run to profitability. We think we can get to be, we'll be profitable next year. Um, what are you burning right now? Three months ago, you told me 600 grand a month. So we're probably similar to that right now. I mean, this, this company is profitable. So, um, so everything we're doing is, is reducing that. Um, and so we'll be profitable. Um, this plan is still hasn't changed since last time we talked. So middle of next year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then everybody we're looking at from an inorganic standpoint would be profitable or break even. So let's say you do raise 50 million. Um, what I'm hearing you say is some of that might be secondary, clean up the cap table a little bit. Is that accurate? Yep. Yep. We actually don't need that much money ourselves to get to profitability. Um, so a lot of that would be secondary cleanup cap table, um, um, as well as have some, you know, have some cash on the balance sheet or have a backer that could support some of these additional acquisitions we're looking to do. Yep. How many acquisitions do you think you'll do over the next 12 months? Next 12 months. So I, um, I don't, I don't know if we'll do another one. The end, this fiscal year, our fiscal year ends in February. I think we have what we feel like we need to go beat Showpad. Um, I, I, my guess is we'll do another acquisition next fiscal year. Um, um, potentially two. We've got a couple that, that are really interesting in mind, but, um, but haven't settled on, on kind of mutual valuation. We want to see ourselves, our valuation kind of pop a little bit here um, with, you know, the, the one we did last year, Alinean is working great. And then, you know, this one is already working well. Actually, we're, you know, we've started using it even before the deal closed to, to win deals away from the competitors. Yeah, four months ago when you came on, you had about 150 customers paying about eight or $9,000 a month for about 1.2 million in MRR. Are you still at that range or are you more now? It's a good way. I, I, I'm amazed. I had all this data in my head. I must have just been come out of an investor meeting or something. I don't. I don't know offhand what our what our MRR is now. Um, but um, but it's definitely it's north of what it was. I what mean, do you think you'll close the year at in terms of run rate? I think we'll close the year about um, a little shy of 20 million in ARR. Okay. Um, at the end of this. Okay. Good. So that would be like you know about 1.6 million a month, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, and we've got, we've got phenomenal retention. So that's one of the neat things about our business is just the, um, the ability to keep these customers for, you know, a decade. What's phenomenal mean? I think our gross retention last year was 98%. It'll be lower this year. Revenue or logo basis? So uh, revenue basis. Logo basis. Um, um, that's a good question. Logo basis. Pretty similar. I think we only lost one logo all of last year. Okay. So rev, just to be clear, revenue, gross revenue churn annually is about 10% right now. Um, last year, uh, gross revenue uh, trend was, was 2%. So 98% retention. Oh, okay. Um, this year, I guess it's probably going to be in that kind of 92 to 95% range. Um, would be, would be my guess. Now, will your expansion, you, uh, more than outweigh that 5% churn? Oh, by far. Yep. Yep. Even I, ignoring I new customer ads, just upsells on old customers. Yep. Yep. I want to say our net retention last year was was, you know, about 110%, something yeah. like that. You're very, by the way, you're very consistent in your answers. That means you're not lying, right? So you told me last <laughs> time you were on 2% gross revenue churn, 9% expansion for 107% net. You just told me 110. So again, all checks out. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Um, now, how are you changing your strategies around customer acquisition cost, right? So again, when you came on earlier, you said, we're happy to spend 160 grand to get a new customer paying nine grand a month, 19 month payback period. Where's that trending now? Yeah, so 
with the iPresent acquisition, it's, you know, it's going to be in flux here for the next couple of quarters. Um, but the, um, the, I think the payback period will be, um, you know, will be similar. I think it's probably in that 12 month range, um, you know, lifetime value. We make a lot of money on these folks. The big thing I think we're going to do is just win logos faster. And we're doing that with the, you know, with the value story solution that we acquired last year, the calculator stuff. Um, but with, you know, with this one, we can now go in and say, look, you know, here, try it for, you know, 190 days. Um, you know, just pay us a little bit of money, um, you know, blow it, load it up with, with users. And so really what we're focused on now is acquiring customers, um, knowing that, you know, because we have such a strong retention and the solution's great, um, you know, it'll be good. So the next time we get on the next time we, we do this call, you know, in a couple of quarters, I'll have some better answers there. That's great. Um, now, I what's think, the split look like after the acquisition in terms of your team? How many engineers? That's a great question. We um, we picked up, I want to say 10 engineers. So probably half of that team was engineers. So 60. Uh, Yep. So probably about 60 in engineers and kind of technical, technical folks, uh, engineers, testers, that kind of stuff. Um, and then the other half of that business obviously was commercial. They were really light. They had no, no real, um, you know, they didn't have accounting and finance, that kind of stuff. They had a really strong CEO that joined now as our um, kind of EVP of operations in Europe. Um, so there's, you know, there's almost no, or there is no redundancy. So you have 120 um, people total on the team. 60 of them are engineers. That sounds about right. It's actually, that sounds a little heavy. It's probably, okay. but I, yeah, um, it's a good question. It's, it's, we're definitely a product company. Um, and so, um, so there's, you know, there's probably 40 to 60 okay. engineers, but I would say as part of this team. And how many reps carry quota? That's a really good question. So, um, about 10, I want to say. Okay. Are you we're ramping that up right now or they, that you, or you already have enough leads for them? Do I have enough leads for them? Um, we do. Um, I, I, I'm sure if I asked them, they would never say we have enough leads. Um, I would say we have enough leads for this team. We want to we want to dramatically add additional headcount. Um, so part of what this acquisition does for us is allow us to go. We can go target companies that are actively looking at Chopad um, and you know win them quicker. So um, so as we're now seeing that engine ramp up, um, you know that's where we're going to need a lot more a lot more headcount to run that stuff down. Yep. Very good. All right, let's wrap up here. Carson with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Favorite business book, still good to great or Jack Walsh, um, straight from the gut. Yeah, I was about to say, you said straight from the gut last time. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, you know, um, I'm a, you know, big Elon Musk fan, but, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's from just charisma or, you know, I, I drive a Tesla and he's <laughs> definitely my, I'm, I'm the one that I'm the most impressed with today. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have for building your company? Favorite tool for building the company? Um, wow, that's a really great question. Um, I don't know. Is, uh, is it like a like a web tool? You mean like a yep. development tool? Um, I don't know if I do. Um, if it's anything, if anything, it would be the the, the Gmail suite. Um, I can't imagine existing without it. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Wow, um, I actually do okay there. Probably um, six to eight. Okay. And situation: married, single kids. Married, two kids. It's a good thing that didn't change. Okay, married and two kids. And uh, how old are you, Carson? 44. I'll be 45 in a couple months. So that's pretty exciting. All right, last question. Take us home. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, invest earlier in sales and marketing. Definitely, I, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a product, I'm a product CEO. I'm a product lover. You know, I love the product. Um, 
I'm a programmer by background. I would have invested earlier in marketing sales. Guys, Carson Mediafly looking to take over Showpad here. $28 million raised, burning call at $600,000 per month to drive growth. Just did a big acquisition, 120 people on the team, 50 engineers. They look to scale on track to break 20 million in terms of run rate by the end of this year. Currently doing about 1.4, 1.5-ish million per month. They look to scale now 260 customers as they open up top of funnel, uh, kind of lower value in terms of what they're paying folks with this new acquisition and a new European headquarters. Carson, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks so much.